0: Do you hear that? That's the sound of you getting paid when you use your payback checking debit card from Andrews Federal Credit Union. That's right. Every time you use your debit card to make a purchase over $5, you earn five cents cash back. That adds up fast. Open your account at Andrews Federal and start earning more today. Visit andrewsfcu.org to get started. Andrews Federal Credit Union, federally insured by the NCUA for eligibility membership requirements and details about payback limits. Visit andrewsfcu.org. We made USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at
1: usaa.com/bundle. USAA. Restrictions apply. What a week it has been in the world of wrestling. WWE introduces, or rather, reintroduces a world title. Do they actually need it? And has the world come to an end? CM Punk is at a WWE event voluntarily? My goodness, we're going to cover all of that and more on this edition of the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Podcast. The bomb drops now. All of you, friendly, nice, amazing.
0: Oh, hi everyone! We love you so much. Yes, this, was the this is best. This TSF. Was is is it Hunter? Not. Oh my god! And you're listening to the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Podcast.
1: Hello and welcome to this edition of the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Podcast, a show that is for the fans, by the fans. I'm your phenomenal host, Mr. Podcast, and Chris Belcher, joining me virtually this week. Uh, we had a little bit of a scheduling issue that we had to get this thing done earlier than we normally do, but Mr. Andy York, the young buck, is of course with me. Andy, how are we on this fine Thursday evening that we are recording Friday as the people are listening?
0: I'm doing good. You know, it's, uh, I feel like this week has been a lot more busy in wrestling than last week was. There's a lot more going on this week. Um, Some good, some we'll have to wait and see how it plays out. But exactly, I'm excited to talk about it. It's a lot of fun when there's news that gets people opinionated. Mm -hmm. Like, not necessarily all, all the time, but when it comes to like the world, the new title and, the draft and everything else, it's kind of a fun time to speculate about what's going to happen and where who's going to go where and who's going to be the first world champion in years and all this other stuff. It's going to be a lot of fun to, to talk about it.
1: A lot of things are just wide open right now. Like, it could yeah. go so many different ways. You know what I mean? It feels like, you know, if you read online, a lot of people believe that we were in such a log jam for a couple weeks there after WrestleMania, which we may have been, that's fine. But we're yeah. we're in this place now where it seems like we should have been right after WrestleMania where it's like we could go a, a a whole lot of different ways. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, there's a lot of different directions we could head in right now. And, you know, I think we're right on the, the brink where if things go a certain way, then we're heading in great, like a great direction. But also it could turn really quickly and we're like, Oh, okay, we could have, we could have gotten here a lot easier or, you know, this, that, or the other. So there's a lot of, of things that are up for discussion and, you know, again, We're all wrestling fans of like different things. So, some things that work for some people don't work for others. And that's what makes wrestling so much fun.
1: That's what makes this podcast so much fun. That's why we have a podcast. We're a platform to talk about those things. If you dig what we're doing, um, if this is your first time checking us out, thank you for joining us, whether that's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, all those places. Follow us, subscribe to the show. Uh, make sure you give us a five star review. We would appreciate it. Show's also available on the BodySlam.net YouTube channel like that video subscribe to that channel uh show is available on sportswire radio and uh, of course as i said wherever you find your podcast don't forget our friends over at wrestle buddy some great content over there i was actually a part of a fantasy draft over on wrestle buddy this past week it's available on the youtube channel uh getting a lot of great feedback on that so make sure you go check that out a lot of fun andy and i are going to do our own fantasy draft here in just a little bit before we get there though Old School 101, Andy. Before we hit the new school, let's hit the old school. What do we got this week?
0: So, um, it's kind of old school, kind of not. But you put this in the options, and anytime this man is in the options, I'm probably going to pick him because (laughs) there is just – there's a lot of ways that we could go with this topic. Um, So, April 30th, 2017, Mm. uh, the pay-per-view was payback. And – it featured the first attempt I would say at going after what Impact did with Jeff Hardy and, and Broken and Matt Hardy you had the House of Horrors match between Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton mm. um, kind of just first thing we'll kind of put out there <laughs> what was your impression of this match you know well, if you can call it a match <laughs> <laughs>
1: I've always been a fan of horror movies in general. Um, right. a lot of people don't know that about me. I'm I guess I'm a closet horror movie fan. Um okay. so I didn't really hate this as much as most people did for a wrestling match that had the world champion in it. Yeah. Probably not ideal. But at the same time, go back to 1993. I mean, WCW wasn't setting the world on fire in 93, but Sting did a White Castle of Fear with Vader, and it was pretty strange. You saw Hulk Hogan with the Dungeon of Doom in 94. Again, I'm giving WCW examples. Not great, but this is not the first time that we had seen anything like this in WWE or in wrestling for that matter, but it's the first time we saw Bray Wyatt with his hands right. in it and really taking it up a notch. So I I enjoyed it, I, I mm-hmm. guess. Like, I didn't hate it. Let's put it that way. I, it wasn't my favorite, but I certainly didn't hate it.
0: Yeah, I, I'm kind of in the same camp with you because obviously if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you know... I'm a huge Bray Wyatt fan, sure. Um, but I got to tell you this: my least favorite Bray Wyatt feud ever is anything with Randy Orton. Of course, I, I think those two do not. I think the concept is cool and the story is cool sometimes, but the payoffs have never ended well. <laughs> and I think this was the the payoff for that feud. Good point. Where Randy joined the the Wyatt family for a while. Uh, won the Rumble that year. Bray won the title. We had the weird WrestleMania match with the bug projections on the canvas and everything else that just mm-hmm. didn't make any sense at all. Uh-huh. Um, Randy won the title at WrestleMania. And then this was the pay-per-view after WrestleMania, but it wasn't for the title because I don't know why it wasn't for the title. Right. And it was just, it was a weird set of circumstances. Mm-hmm. The the way this feud kind of ended the match, I think the concept was cool. I think this walked so the Firefly Funhouse match could run during the pandemic. Sure, um, but there were, there were some interesting moments. There were some fun moments when he tried to kill Randy by pushing the fridge on top of him. That right. popped me pretty well. I hey, think let's what not really forget. People the- remember Let- from this though is this set up the gender run, <laughs> which which is not a fun time for that WWE championship at no. all.
1: I mean you had gender against Randy, you had gender against Shinsuke, um, and then you had
0: they brought back the Punjabi, Punjabi prison, prison match, match. everybody yep. wanted to see that. Well, it fit <laughs> and gender. You brought, and you brought the great Khali back for no reason whatsoever,
1: and we never got an explanation for it. Thank the Lord for AJ Styles taking that title off of you. Or thank yeah. the Lord, rather, for Brock Lesnar, who believe or didn't don't believe he didn't want to work with gender. So there's that. <laughs> thank you, Brock. Thank you, Brock. We appreciate that. Um, man, on that pay-per-view, though, that wasn't the only... Thing we'll put it that way good, bad, or whatever right. that happened to that pay per view Jericho winning the U.S. title from Kevin Owens. In what many people didn't believe was going to happen because Jericho yeah. was seemingly out on tour right after this. Um, you had was that, a, was that a triple threat with AJ? That was the Tuesday after on SmackDown when KO won it back.
0: That's right, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So the pay per view, set up the Kevin Owens AJ exactly, yep. Yep, because this was during the Kevin Owens was the face of America. Yes, where he walked out on a massive his massive face every single and
1: shaved and shaved his beard down really really thin.
0: Yeah, um, yes, or a suit. Yeah, yes,
1: exactly. Um, you had Seth Rollins and Samoa Joe on this one. Braun Strowman defeating Roman Reigns in the main event of this show. Again, you alluded to this. This is the pay per view coming off of WrestleMania that year. What was the WrestleMania main yeah. event that year? Roman Reigns defeating The Undertaker in seemingly the Undertaker's retirement match. Then yeah, okay. less than 30 days later he's losing to Braun Strowman?
0: Yeah. A little strange, maybe? Yeah, that was it was a weird this was a weird time for WWE because yeah. this was before SmackDown became like the best show out of the two. Um, during AJ's title run, mm-hmm. wh- after he took the title of gender, and then from there, I think that's where we got healed Daniel Bryan when he came back. Yeah, we got healed Daniel Bryan a
1: year later. That's when he took the title off of AJ. Yep.
0: Yeah, and so like that whole that whole post genders run SmackDown was like unmissable. It was it was every week was a lot and of I fun would, to watch. And I
1: would I would say like before gender's run, it was really good too because then you had because you had Becky Lynch win the the Women's Championship for the first time, then you had Alexa taking yep. the title off of her, which was way out of left field, but it turned out yep. to be great. Um mm-hmm. you had AJ's first title run with Ambrose and with yeah. Cena and all that. So it was. I thought it was good up until Genders Run, and then after Genders Run, Genders Run just totally just like
0: uh, deflated everything. Yeah, th-
1: this wasn't supposed to be a segment to bury Gender Mahal's title run,
0: <laughs> but we're
1: burying Gender's title
0: run here. <laughs> I get. I like. I get the purpose behind why they put the title on him. Yeah, for the marketing because they were they were they were going after the India market really heavy and. You know, if you put the champion, if you put the championship on gender, that's, you know, in, in on paper, it makes right. sense why they did it. Right. But gender is fine in the role he's in now, but he's not a champion. Right. That should be holding the WWE championship. So agreed. That was a, that was a very, cause I remember when those reports started coming out, I remember vividly being like, there's like Vince is Dumb sometimes, but he's not actually going to put the title on on gender. Right?
1: I mean, they could have, in a situation, they could have traded the U.S. title for the Intercontinental title, had gender win the Intercontinental title, and made that yeah. like the focus or whatever. But they didn't.
0: Well, remember though, like so, <laughs> he I kind of blame gender for Shinsuke kind of falling apart a little bit That's because a good point <laughs> he came in and lost to gender because that shouldn't have never happened. But then he he won.
1: Then he won the rumble after that, though.
0: He won the rumble after that, but then didn't beat AJ. Turned heel, right? It, it, yeah, it was kind of all over the place. It was, but that right. WrestleMania, gender won the U.S. Championship. Yes, he did in a fatal four-way. Yeah, so like I it just it was a it was a weird time between WrestleMania 33 and WrestleMania 34. It
1: was. It was very strange. I completely agree.
0: Um, but so, the House of Horrors match is the highlight. Yes the highlight or low light, depending <laughs> on how you look at it. <laughs> it's, true. it was, it's the most memorable thing from that show. <laughs> there you go. Absolutely. So uh, if you get a chance, go back and watch that this week.
1: Payback April 30th, 2017, a fun look back at the old school. All right, Andy, it is time for our pipe bomb of the week in approximately 25 seconds. Uninterrupted to speak your mind, speak your thoughts, um, and whatever is bugging you or whatever you are passionate about this week, I'll let you have the floor first. What you got?
0: So um, my pipe bomb of the week is actually going to be something that I've been enjoying here recently more than going the negative route because I think sometimes pipe bombs can be positive too. Sure. Um, I have really been enjoying the presentation on SmackDown the last couple of weeks. I thought they have been doing a great job. Um, kind of building up SmackDown. Obviously, they're in that weird spot between WrestleMania and the draft and the next pay per view where you can't really start any new feuds because you don't want to give away where people are going. You're kind of in that sweet spot. Um, but the MVP of it all has absolutely been Gunther, and I want Gunther to be the Intercontinental Champion forever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> do you think anybody in their right mind in 1988, I think that was the year, said that about the honky-tonk man every time no. he strutted <laughs> out on TV with the Intercontinental title?
0: No. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Oh,
1: man. That's so funny. <laughs> um, yeah, man, I think SmackDown has been really good. I think, uh, sorry if we, if we seem distracted in the first part of this episode. Uh, it is Thursday night, as we mentioned. We do have the NFL draft on. Um, so there was a trade that was just made, so I was a little distracted. Um, yes. I thought I heard Katie scream as the Bills.
0: <laughs> there you go. You did hear
1: Katie scream. Uh, Katie's from Buffalo, ladies and gentlemen, if, if we yes, haven't made that clear. Um, yeah, man. SmackDown, I've always, like, I don't, I'm not running USA down in any way, but you can always tell the difference in the presentation of Raw and SmackDown. Like, you can see USA's presentation versus Fox's presentation. And I'm going to hate to see that Fox presentation go away one of these days if and when it happens. Seems like it might. Who knows? Uh, But I think they do great. And then, like you said, in this weird holding pattern, Braun Strowman and Ricochet is a team that I never thought I would be able to get behind. But they are highly entertaining as a team. Really, really good stuff. Uh and the yeah. LWO as baby faces and what they're doing, man, it just it, it's really good. I
0: enjoy it. Yeah, Brian and so Brian and Ricochet are very interesting. When Brian's not, you know, turning heel on Ricochet on accident by throwing him way too short and just kind of chucking him in the ring. That's I true. think he had a concussion though when he did that. So he did. that's true. I, there is there is some miscommunication somewhere. What's really interesting about the LWO is they haven't won yet. Mm. <laughs> Like, as the LWO, they have not won a single match yet. In fact, I don't think they've won. I don't think Legato Del Fantasma has won since January of this year. Wow, interesting. So it's been a while, but those T-shirts, those t-shirts are selling now, and you better believe those T-shirts are going to sell at Backlash in Puerto Rico. They're going to sell. Th- those are probably going to be the mo- number one like selling item is going to be those LWO shirts. Yep, absolutely it will be.
1: All right, my pot bomb of the week, also in a positive sense, it is time for me this week to give AEW their flowers for doing something well. Oh, wow. Yes. I am, get ready for this, blown away at how much AEW All Access has made me care about AEW. That show. Is so good. Phenomenal. And I'm not saying that I think that AEW obviously is like the greatest product ever, but that show, All Access, has really helped me, because I will call myself an AEW casual, it has helped casuals care about the people in AEW. Like, I care way more about Sammy Guevara than I ever have in my life because of that show. So... This is something that if I would have known how good it was going to be or how effective it was going to be, I would have said AEW needs to do this from the start. And, like, I know that they did, like, the web series to build the Double or Nothing matches, and that's what BTE is for and blah, blah, blah. But, like, a network-driven show about the the behind-the-scenes to get to know these wrestlers, it's a home run for me. I think it's so good, man. I really do
0: yeah i've I haven't got to watch like full episodes yet, but I've seen a lot of clips and stuff on Twitter and kind of going back and forth and uh the person that has stuck out to me the most from all of this is Eddie Kingston like Eddie Kingston mm-hmm. backstage is as authentic as he is in the ring he's he he talking like he is the he is the same person, and I love that because like yep. i it's just it's who he is. Yep. Um, so I love that he is, I love that he's kind of getting his flowers and getting his moment yep. here as well. Mm-hmm. Um, also Ruby Soho, especially in this past episode, Ruby, the interaction between Ruby and Eddie Kingston is just yeah. amazing. It's yeah. absolutely amazing.
1: It's really, it really is. And then for, for anybody who didn't like Adam Cole and Britt Baker before, like,
0: you gotta love come
1: on, like, when in the fir- I don't remember if it was the first episode or the second episode where they're sitting in the car outside of the doctor's office, and yeah. and Adam apologizes to Britt for putting her through this. It's like your heart breaks for Adam Cole because you see <coughs> where he's at. It's like it's it's so good, man. They did such a great job, yeah. and I know that it's quote unquote reality television. So some things are planned, and not everything is authentic as it seems, and whatever. I get that. But just a peek behind the curtain, it's it's super cool, man.
0: Yeah. And, you know, what's really interesting is like Total Bellas was kind of the same way. Mm-hmm. For like it, it's a great way for people who aren't necessarily wrestling fans who like the reality TV. It gives them that bridge yep. into getting into pro wrestling. So I think, Absolutely. That's, I think that's a great way for them to do it. Um, you know, I, it's not one of those things that you have to watch to get the product, right? but it just adds, it is something that doesn't take away from it. It adds even more to it mm-hmm. if you get the chance to watch it. Yep.
1: For sure. So I highly recommend it. Um, it's not, you know, it's not like this reality drama, whatever there is drama and there is reality in it, but it's not what you right. might think it is. So yeah. if you haven't checked out AEW all access yet, I highly, highly recommend it. And again, that comes from an AEW casual. So there you go. Uh, one thing that I want to make sure that you guys are aware of before we move on—that is our second show that we do each and every week, the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Federation, our fantasy booking show. It's available on another feed, so just go search out PBWF. Uh, you will find it. We are in season two, so if you're new to the New to this whole thing, and you want to catch up, Season 1 is available in the archives. We are four episodes into Season 2 with a pay-per-view on the horizon, our first one. Um, It's a good time. Go check it out. It's a lot of fun with our moderator, Mr. Tyler Peters. And if you like fantasy sports, go check that out. And if you're here, we're about to do something that you're really going to love. If you're a fan of fantasy sports, yeah. Andy, the draft is coming up this week. The NFL draft, as we mentioned, is currently going on. Um, So we thought we would jump in just like everybody else and do our own draft here. So what we're going to do is Andy and I are going to both, one of us is going to represent Raw, one's going to represent SmackDown. We're going to determine that by a coin toss. Raw is going to pick first, and the winner of the coin toss can pick which brand they want. Sometimes... And in a draft, you might want to go second. So, we're giving you that option. Um, yep. We're going to do 12 rounds, and the rest of the roster that is already on that brand will be assumed by that brand. So, let's say there are guys like The Miz, or like, you know, Zelina Vega, or I'm just throwing random people out here, that do not get yeah. drafted, that will automatically get assumed uh, by that person. So, tag teams count as one pick. Factions do not count as one pick. You have to build your faction in separate picks.
0: Now, can we make a... Not a an exception, but with like the LWO, would you say... Obviously, Ray gets picked separate. But would you say... The, the Cruz Santos and um, forget his name now. I'm blanking on it. Walking uh, um, Wild. Yeah. Do you would they? Do
1: you think those three go together? I think those three go together in a way that the New Day
0: goes together. So that you get all three. If you pick, uh, if you pick New Day, you get all three. If I you... think so. Yes.
1: Now, okay. people like the Judgment Day, and you got to pick them separate. Yeah. Um, I think the Bloodline. I to pick them separate. Separate. Yeah. Yep. So, um, that's where I'm at. I, okay. I, I, that's what I think. Are you good with that? Yep. I,
0: yep.
1: Okay. You got a coin? I've got a coin. All right. Since you have the coin, I guess I will call it.
0: Okay.
1: I will call heads. I'll we'll let you okay. flip it.
0: It is heads.
1: It is heads. All right. It is heads.
0: I will,
1: uh, with that heads, I will represent Monday Night Raw and go first.
0: Good, because oh. I wanted SmackDown anyway. So I'm just... <laughs> uh, I was going to give you first pick.
1: We did say, oh, perfect. Thank you. Um, we did say that um, factions have to be picked separate, but I think just like we do in the PBWF, I think managers can be assumed. Yes. I don't think managers need to be picked separately. I think managers are just, because unlike the PBWF, like with this draft that we're doing, we're not really going to do anything with it. Like we're not going to book it or whatever. If you want to know what we would do booking current superstars, head over to the PBWF (laughs) where we incorporate (laughs) AEW guys and impact guys and new Japan guys and all that head over there to check out what we would do. All right. With the first pick, Monday Night Raw selects the undisputed Universal Champion, Roman Reigns. It's a good pick. So that means that SmackDown will assume the new World Heavyweight Championship. You don't have to yeah. put it on anybody tonight, uh, or you can if you want. Doesn't matter to me. Um, but. You, you will get that championship. you have the opportunity to to crown that champion or what have you.
0: So, first pick, Roman Reigns. First pick, Roman Reigns. That's a good pick. I mean, how, how can you not pick the Tribal Chief, Dennis Peter Champion, Roman Reigns? I was SmackDown's first pick. I think I know what this is. Could go one or two ways you, with
1: this you, one. You can. I think I know. Um, I think one I know. of
0: three ways, really. Um, you know, third. Do it. Third. I'm trying to think. Okay,
1: no, I got. I no,
0: okay. one of three ways. Okay, but I have to go with the man himself, Seth freaking Rollins. <sighs> I knew that's what you were gonna do.
1: Well, because you took that. Again, cheap plug to the Wrestle Buddy draft. If you guys haven't watched it already, it's a lot of fun. It was me and a couple of other writers from Wrestle Buddy. Um, they represented SmackDown and NXT, and I represented Monday Night Raw. And my first two picks in that draft will be my first two picks in this draft. Number two, Give Me the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes.
0: Yeah, that's where I figured you were going. <laughs> <clears throat> That was my, that was, he was actually my third option was oh. Cody for my first pick. So who is was so my second okay. option, which will be my second pick mm. is the intercontinental of champion. Gunther. Of course he is.
1: I was playing in a world where I was hoping that one of
0: those two might be your pick, not Seth Rollins, but it's fine. <laughs> I almost picked Gunther first. I was like, ah, he's going to pick Seth if I don't. All right. Well,
1: Roman Reigns is the world champion, but as we have discussed on this podcast, it's not been without controversy, and it's not been without a little help, so we got to bring his help with him. Monday Night Raw drafts,
0: Jimmy and Jay, the Usos, at number three. So... uh... I'm trying to think of how we're going to go at how we're looking at this, (laughs) because if we're looking at this as separate brands, then there's a different pick. But if we're looking at this at storyline purposes and what would be really interesting. So with that being said, Mm. with the third overall pick and causing some conflict other way, other places, SmackDown is going to select solo. Sokoa.
1: Okay. All right.
0: I've been so listening to Sam Roberts. I was like I was, really I was just that getting that ready had, to say so. that. You
1: had to have been listening to Sam Roberts. <laughs>
0: that's great. Put a little heat on the wise man. So solo Sokoa. A
1: little heat on the wise man for
0: uh for breaking. Plus up I think solo secoa could absolutely be a world champion someday. <laughs> so I'm I am on the solo train.
1: All right, I'm about to do something else. That I did on the fantasy draft of Buddy, and that is break up a marriage. Staying on Monday Night Raw is the man,
0: Becky Lynch. Makes sense. That's Gotta do I it. Could. Gotta do it. Makes sense. Well, <clears throat> we might need a championship here for the women on yeah. SmackDown. And why would I go anywhere else than the current SmackDown Women's Champion, uh-huh. Rhea Bloody Ripley? That's right. It's a great pick.
1: Can't really go wrong with that. Okay, moving down. We're about a third of the way through this. Mm-hmm. And we said one NXT pick, right? We didn't say that. You can make one NXT okay. pick if you want. And I'm not going to hold you to that. I don't think I'm going to take okay. I was thinking about an NXT pick, but eh, we'll see. Um, shoot. Well, I guess I didn't make this guy happy by not picking him any higher, but hopefully we can throw him a little extra money his way with these contract negotiations. Give me the Scottish warrior Drew McIntyre at number five. I like it. I like it. You know, since you snuck him away from mm -hmm. me in the PBWF, I'll take him in this draft.
0: (laughs) Well, why don't we keep the uh, championship fun running, because I'm going to pick the current undisputed tag team champions, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Do you have them any higher on your board? I'm kind of surprised they went fifth. Yeah, but... I was seeing how you were picking. I got you. And kind of seeing who I could get before I got uncomfortable not picking them, if that makes sense. Sure.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Oh, man. Well, let me grab this guy, pull him off injured reserve. The phenomenal AJ Styles staying home on Monday Night Raw. I
0: like that. That's a good pick. That's a good one. Um, You know, SmackDown's on Fox. Fox is going to want a lot of star power. Uh Uh-oh. There's one man that brings a significant amount. Uh, Oh, no, no. And, in fact, I think some would call him a (laughs) megastar. Dang it. So, I'm going to take Mr. L.A. Knight. Yeah. Uh, I
1: almost picked him right there. Just because I was like, I know Andy wants him. When can I snag him? And (laughs) I almost (laughs) took him right there. Oh, jeez. Man. Come on, Andy. All right. <laughs> I'm going to stick with some star power on Monday Night Raw. But it's going to be some legend star power. Rated R superstar, Edge. Staying on Monday Night
0: Raw. That's a good one. Well, I'll keep the star power running. And... uh We'll keep the the big boys on SmackDown, too. Uh Uh-oh. So I'm going to draft because I want to see these two dudes fight so bad. Uh Uh-oh. And the first challenger for the Intercontinental Championship on my SmackDown, Brock Lesnar.
1: Had a feeling that was coming at some point. All right. I'm going to take a man... Who is going to right his wrong, in more than one way, of the Universal Championship. He needs to avenge not one, (laughs) but two Universal Championship debacles. Staying on Monday Night Raw is Finn Balor. Uh, He was literally my next pick. I knew he was coming eventually, and I had to take him.
0: Dadgummit. Um <laughs> All right. Well, since you took my guy, I'll take your guy. Come I hate you. I, hate you. I hate you. Well, we like to wrestle, God. and because of that, I'm going to take Johnny Wrestling, uh, Johnny Gargano. I hate you so much. God. Plus, I think a scene change for him would be very good right now.
1: <laughs> Can we draft people outside of WWE? <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. All right. Well, since we're we're um, taking shots, <laughs> I'm going to do this one just for spite. Like, he was on my list, but not this high. That's fine. Even you know, the Celtic warrior, Seamus.
0: That's fine. That's fine. Stings a little. And by little, I mean a lot. Here's my next pick. Um, you know, I think I'm going to go with Bailey. Oh, that's fun. Next. I like Bailey. I think she needs a scenery change away from damage control. Give
1: me Bailey. All right. Sticking with the women, I guess I need a champion on my roster. So staying home is the EST Bianca Belair.
0: Yeah, it's crazy that she went that low. I was literally going to pick between her and Rhea. I was, honestly, if you didn't pick her next, I was just going to pick her and not let you have a women's champion. <laughs>
1: uh, we would have just had but to create We just had to create one. Triple H is good at that. We would just had to create <laughs> he one. <is> good.
0: <laughs> He is good at that. He's going to bring back the diva style with a massive WWE logo in the middle of it. Exactly.
1: Exactly.
0: Oh, that's funny. Um, well, I'll keep the women's star power rolling because I think it's good for her to have a scenery change too. I'm going to take Asuka. A little fun pick. Fun pick.
1: Oh, we're coming down to it. We have picked 10 so far. We got two more left and remember whoever does not get drafted gets assumed onto that roster. So, I don't get to assume Johnny Gargano. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Oh, thank you. All right. Pick number 11 for the Raw brand. Who do I want? Ch-ch-ch-ch-ch. Man, this is tough. This is tough. This this is a little bit tough. I don't want to make this pick, but I think I'm going to anyway.
0: I'll take the queen, Charlotte Flair. Oh, wow. Well... I don't think you've said his name. And since you haven't said his name, I'm going to go ahead and say it. And if you have said it, then we can take it away. But the Viper, Randy Orton. Oh, oh.
1: good pick. I have not said his name. That was a great pick.
0: I feel like that's the still of the draft so far. Uh, Yes. Yep. I agree. Injury yep. and all. I feel like Randy is going to go a lot higher than this on the actual draft.
1: Good point. Yep. That is a very good point. Um, all right. You know, I debated picking an NXT person. I'm not going to do it. Good. Uh, my last pick. 16-time world champion John Cena.
0: Yeah, I was. he was on my list, too. <laughs> um, I'm between two people, and they're the same personality. So I'm going to give an honorable mention, and then I'm going to draft the actual person. Okay. The honorable mention is Grayson Waller from NXT. Okay. But I'm actually going to draft, and my final draft spot is Logan Paul. Oh, nice. Okay. All right.
1: It's a very nice pick. All right. Let's run through them. Who did uh, I guess I can start? Um, My 12 for Monday Night Raw Roman Reigns, Cody Rhodes, The Usos, Becky Lynch, Drew McIntyre, AJ Styles, Edge, Finn Balor, Sheamus, Bianca Belair, Charlotte Flair, and John Cena. Or the SmackDown brand?
0: Who we got? SmackDown brand, I have Seth Rollins, uh, the Intercontinental Champion, Gunther, Solo Sokoa, Rhea Ripley, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, L.A. Knight, Brock Lesnar, Johnny Gargano, Bayley, Asuka, Randy Orton, and Logan Paul. There we go. And I would just book it this way to crown the first ever... Well, not first ever, but the new World Heavyweight Champion. It would be Seth Rollins versus Solo Sokoa for that title with Seth winning.
1: Okay. So you answered my next question, so you have to provide another answer now because my next question That's fine. is with the roster that you just drafted, Triple H gives you the keys to the kingdom for a day. You get to run creative. So your first order of business is... Is that Seth Rollins would defeat Solo Sokoa for the World Heavyweight Championship? What would be your second
0: order of business? Um, my second order of business would be to put or to put in motion the feud between Gunther and Brock.
1: Okay.
0: I think I would I would that would be my second priority. And then third would be building up LA Knight. <laughs> Even more so than he is, but but actually building him up to be a threat for the title.
1: Okay. The first thing that I am doing, running creative for the raw brand, is splitting up the Usos. Wow. That's the first thing I'm doing. Wow. We're going to run them solo and see what happens. Because the bloodline, (laughs) listen, the bloodline fractures started with Paul Heyman not allowing, or not making sure that Solo got drafted on the same brand. And the fractures continue because the Usos get split up. Roman Reigns still has the titles. He doesn't have his backup anymore. What's going to happen? Uh, We're going to see. We're going to see. First order business. All right. If you're digging what we're doing, again, if you dig fantasy booking stuff, make sure you go check out our other show, the PBWF Pie Bomb Wrestling Federation, available wherever you find your podcast. We are seeing an incredible increase in listenership for that show. Thank you so much for that. For those of you who are tuning in, we appreciate that very much. Make sure that you're checking out this podcast, it's available wherever you find your podcast, especially if this is your first time hanging out with us. Thank you for doing that. Subscribe. Like the video on the bodysum.net YouTube channel. Subscribe over there. Support Sports Wire Radio. Support Wrestle Buddy. Follow us on social media at PBW Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and TikTok. All right, Andy. The biggest questions in the world of wrestling before we get started. A couple of weeks ago, uh, there was a situation with Vicky Guerrero and some allegations and all that. And we prefaced our segment by saying look it's a big question we ain't touching it well there's another one this week Andy that we are not touching anywhere close and that is this lawsuit that's going around about the racism storylines and all this other stuff listen it's a mess it is what it is it's a very touchy subject we acknowledge that it's a thing but Andy I'm not touching it We're not talking about
0: it. No, no. I think the only thing that should be said is if this is true, actions need to be taken to make sure this doesn't happen again. Yep. And whatever circumstances that means. Yep. And that's all we're going to say about that. Yeah.
1: All right. Here we go. Number one question in the world of wrestling, not just number one on our list, but the number one question on everybody's mind May may not only be the biggest question this week, but the biggest question in wrestling in years. What was CM Punk doing backstage (laughs) at Monday Night Raw? What was he doing? I mean, we know what the reports say. Right. Believe what you want to believe. Andy, what was he doing at Monday Night Raw?
0: I think part of it was maybe to make amends to some people and to try to, you know, work through a lot of the history that he has with a lot of people. I think a lot of it though is a publicity stunt to make his return in, to AEW and yep. Chicago an even bigger of a deal. Um, yep. Cause the report was that he was in Tampa for some reason. I think now it's like, I think that's where he was meeting with Jericho suppose Jericho and yep. Tony Khan and FTR and a couple other people. And then on his flight back to Chicago, there were WWE superstars on that flight. And he was like, Oh, Hey, Raw's in Chicago. And I didn't know that let's all go to the arena together. And they went to the arena together. Um, obviously there is proof that he was there. Cause there's video of him outside talking to Tamina. Yep. Um, uh, believe he talked to the Miz as well. And Triple H, um, and there's a report of a conversation between him and Triple H of uh, just asking if he had time to talk, and Triple H saying I'll have to talk to the big guy, and then very quickly Punk was asked to leave, which he left on his own accord without any frustration or anything. So, um, which I'm pretty sure we all know who the big guy is that wouldn't let him stay around. But uh, I, you know, I think part like there's the hopeful side of me that hopes that this was just him trying to make amends, especially if he's willing to even talk to Triple H now. I think that. Yeah, kind of shows a lot. Yep. Um. And I'm, you know, I we I never said never about him returning to wrestling. I'm never gonna say never about him returning to WWE. I think there's a chance that he might one day. Yep. Um. Yeah, and I yeah. think it'll I think it'll be a lot like the Sting situation coming to WWE. Is like, oh, you want to be in the Hall of Fame one day? Well, why don't you uh why don't you come on over here and we'll get you in the Hall of Fame and you can do one last run and then lose the Triple H when he's 90 years old and can't wrestle at WrestleMania again. So. I think that, I think, but I think there is a really good chance that he does end up in WWE at some point again.
1: I just thought of the funniest thing, man. Triple H, we know, is medically disqualified. He can't wrestle. But let's say that they do decide that Punk has to come back and he's going to do one final run to get in the Hall of Fame and he does have to wrestle Triple H. And they finger poke of doom CM
0: Punk. That's and exactly I'm what I was about. Oh, like, like, my gosh. come
1: on. That's so funny.
0: Could you imagine, especially uh, Chicago WrestleMania, finger poke of doom Ch- oh my uh, gosh. Uh, CM Punk.
1: CM Punk goes he out.
0: Two ha- lights he- would have to have help getting out of that arena. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it would be bad. It would be very, very bad. Um, Oh, my gosh. Um, Yeah, man, I'm with you. Like, Every, just about every bit of me believes that this is a publicity stunt. Like this yeah. is him showing up to stir some crap up. I'm not saying that him going there and making amends wasn't genuine. Maybe it was. Um, but I think this is absolutely more to stir up stuff before he goes back to AEW. Because once he goes back to yeah. AEW, this is not going to happen. I mean, it, no. c- it can because AEW – Superstars have been backstage at WWE events. We know that, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So it can happen, but this is the more likely scenario of it happening. But Jason Backwoods, friend of the show, brought up a great point. Like you said, making amends. You know, this could be a situation where you know we don't know what steps AEW took to punish CM Punk in you know this whole all the the brawl or whatever brawl out. Brawl out. That's the word. Um. This could be part of like a 12 step program that punk is, is in, you know, That's I'm, make amends. you know, and he has to, because we have seen, and putting two and two That's together, true. we have seen reports of him wanting to reach out to the elite and yeah. being advised legally that he cannot do that. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm just saying it could be possible
0: so collision's gonna start in Chicago with Punk coming out calling out Colt Cabana and they're gonna hug right in the middle of the ring and walk away together. It's what uh, Bret Hart and Shawn know, Michaels did in 2010. That's that's true. That's very true. Uh, I don't know. I think part of me, like like I said, part of me hopes that it is genuine. And I think with, I think with like the Miz, it probably was sure a genuine thing to to make that up. And you know, maybe with with Triple H, it, it was genuine too. But. I, I'm hopeful that he will, or I think there's a chance that he goes to WWE someday, but as long as Vince has any control in the company at all, I don't see Punk in there for right now.
1: See, I'm I'm like that with, with even with Triple H. Like, I know he spoke to Triple H, and I know he wanted to speak to Triple H, but I kind of, I don't know. I know that you said never say never. He might, you know, go back. I just, I don't know, man. Uh, I just don't see it happening.
0: Uh, I think Triple H is more likely to put the fans' interest over his own wants, and I think he's shown that. Oh, that's um, true. From time to time, as as a booker, and if if the story calls for it, I think I think there's a chance that we see him in WWE to tell some tell a really fantastic or fascinating. Listen, those two dudes hate each other in real life, and they're two of my favorite wrestlers of all time. CM Punk and Seth Rollins. The promos between those two guys would be worth. Every penny that I would pay, I would, I would go weekly to every show just to watch those two dudes cut promos on each other.
1: Well, you answered my so next question. I, my next I question. I think
0: that's a feud that you could start with if you ever wanted to go back and and actually do it at some point.
1: Yeah, that was my next question: is if he does go back, what's the one feud that has to happen? And it, it's Seth. Seth Rollins. Even if he goes yeah. back and he only gets one feud, it has to be Seth, Seth. Rollins. Like it the, has to
0: be Seth. That's yep. it. Yep. The Chicago. Or, Unless we're in some, you know, WrestleMania 40 situation, then I might put Stone Cold up there because that would be really fun too because that's like a dream match of dream matches, but I feel like Seth would be the, if you only get one, it has to be Seth.
1: I think the Stone Cold thing has just kind of run its course. Not saying that it wouldn't work, it's just, it would have worked 15 years ago, Um but i just it. <laughs> right exactly but i think they're both such so re, highly regarded by fans that i just yeah. don't know if you'll get your actual what you really want out of that story you know yeah um all right let's move on speaking of triple h let's move on to the other big news in the wwe this week the unveiling of the well not new but Different, reintroduction rather, redesigned, rebuild, reclaim of (laughs) the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. And this has been met with uh, lots of mixed reviews, shall we say, which Andy, I don't get. Like, I know when, when we were texting about it, you said you didn't know how you felt about it. Yeah. I'm just asking why. Because we've been clamoring for them to split Roman's titles, and it's been very clear that they were not going to do that. Online reports say they talked about it, whatever. Okay, they're going to bring in a new title. Okay, we've now created a new championship that can be won. It's the face of a brand. Why does that not work?
0: So... If we're talking about – well, there are a couple of things because when I said I didn't know how I felt about it, part of it is I didn't know how I feel about the design. The more I've looked at the design, I really like it. I was going to say, how do you feel about Um, the design? I I like the design. Obviously, I wish the big W wasn't in the middle. However, I fully understand why they do it, and it Mm -hmm. is brilliant marketing because when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl and you saw Patrick Mahomes with the, the Lombardi trophy, what did he have around his shoulder? Yep. WWE Championship. It is. It is branding. For it's there for branding purposes. I love. I. I really. I think I heard somebody say. I think it was Luke Owen from Wrestle Talk that said this, and I. I completely agree. Triple H loves lineage in wrestling, Mm -hmm. and what probably has the greatest lineage of a world championship. Probably the World Heavyweight Championship. Yep,
1: probably that big gold belt.
0: Vince probably... Vince doesn't like that belt because it's nope. not his belt. Nope. Um, <clears throat> so this is a compromise probably between Triple H and Vince of... You get your big gold belt, but it has to have our logo right in the middle because WCW is dead, and I killed it when Sting <laughs> lost to Triple H finally, blah, 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 blah. Sure. Um. So I think it's a great compromise. I really do. Like I, I think the belt looks really good. I think I'll... I'll know how I feel more about it when it's around somebody's shoulder for the first time. See, Whoever that's, wins it, that's I what like i wanted to. too.
1: I feel like it looks kind of small.
0: It does look a little small. You know? Um, but I will say this. It's not blue. It's not red. And it doesn't have, it has a w, w in the middle, but it's not a massive gaudy W. Right. It looks like an actual championship belt. Sure. Yep. And for that, I'm fine with it. I'm, I'm yep. happy that it looks like that my biggest concern is what this title could represent because one, I don't think Cody Rhodes needs to win this title. In fact, I don't think Cody Rhodes should want to win this title. I agree with that. Cause I think if Cody wins this title, it automatically becomes a consolation prize. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, I think it needs to be somebody that I think somebody who wins this title needs to be somebody that Roman Reigns has not beaten during this run. Because I think anybody who wins it, that has lost to Roman automatically feels like, again, a consolation prize. I think the biggest issue is again, going back to WrestleMania 38, don't put them together in the first place. This, this is the example that I talked about. I think when we were talking about this at WrestleMania 38, I think they, they thought we need a big match for WrestleMania. Let's just combine the titles and we'll figure out what to do afterwards. Right. Cause I don't think they had a plan combining the titles. Sure. I still don't think they have a plan when they combine the titles. I don't think they ever really, cause I don't think they cared. Mm. They just wanted Roman to have the titles. That's all they really wanted was Roman to have that title He's going to hit the 1,000-day mark. I think I think ha- introducing a title without Roman being pinned, without Roman, without Roman losing, it automatically doesn't feel as important as the one Roman's holding. However, I don't really care about Roman's title run anymore. Because now we just got this new title introduced and the way Triple H kind of worded it, because nobody could beat Roman, we had to introduce this brand new championship. I think that's my biggest problem is it will very easily feel like a consolation prize if it is not handled very well.
1: Well, let's go back and look at one of the last times that this happened. 2002, the first brand split. Yeah, Triple H is the first undisputed champion. Uh, combining the WWE and the WCW championship. That was then won by Hulk Hogan. That was then won by The Undertaker. That was then won in a triple threat match by The Rock. And that was then won by Brock Lesnar. That was in August 2002 at SummerSlam. The very next month, they decided that Brock Lesnar needed to be exclusive to one brand and take that championship with him. So Eric Bischoff brought in the World Heavyweight Championship. And what did he do? He handed it to Triple H as the new champion. And that began the reign of terror of Triple H as we Mm -hmm. know it. He dropped the title once to Goldberg, dropped it to Sean, and then ultimately he dropped it to Benoit. We know how that went. So, all that to say... It was quickly established, and it quickly went to equal value of Brock Lesnar's. And they didn't outright say that they were creating this title because they didn't want Brock Lesnar to get beat or that nobody could beat Brock Lesnar. But it was basically inferred that Brock Lesnar cannot be beat, so we need a champion on this other show. So I think to your point exactly, it can be handled correctly, It's, you know, we'll wait and see what happens. It can be
0: done though. I think though, this is uncharted because Roman's about to hit a thousand days. Like, I I think the fact that Roman has literally beaten everybody on the roster except for Seth, which I think is very interesting that they still have a run that back at some point, which in hindsight is a good thing because now he's the only viable one to win this World Heavyweight Championship and not feel like a a consolation prize. Um, which I'll talk about his promo here in a minute because he did a lot more for that title than Triple H did in his promo. Um, but I, I think it's different because Roman has been champion for he's going to hit a thousand days. Like there's there's no yep. there's no denying he's going to hit a thousand days. Probably going to hit more than a thousand days at the end of it all. Yep. Um, and I think that is what makes this so difficult to get over is because literally everybody has stepped up to Roman and nobody's been able to beat him. And so because of that, we've had to create a brand new championship. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, I think it's a situation where like, I mean, at least triple H is, at least he was honest about it. You know what I mean? At least he said, Hey, nobody can beat Roman. Roman's taking the title hostage. We need a title that's going to be defended all the time, whatever. (laughs) It's not like he came out and said, well, here's the world championship. This is the most prestigious thing ever. Screw what Roman Reigns is doing. You know, at least he acknowledged that Roman is not. Now, I don't necessarily see it as a consolation prize if somebody who Roman has beaten wins it. For example, Drew McIntyre. I don't think it's a, a consolation prize if Drew wins it. I don't think it's a consolation prize if Finn Balor wins it. The only one that I think it's a consolation prize for is Cody. Yeah. Uh, He is the one that, because WrestleMania still stings, WrestleMania is still very fresh, Cody was very vocal about finishing that story against the best, who is Roman Reigns. But on the flip side, I can see Cody winning this championship And using this heritage of the big gold and all that to carry on that legacy, maybe we revisit the Cody Roman at some point. I agree with you for the most part that this is not what Cody needs, but if it happens, I can see the
0: workaround. I can see the workaround, but the workaround will not do anything good for Cody. I think I think if Cody wins that world heavyweight championship, people are gonna see. Oh uh, well, he's not gonna get Roman then. He's just this is his consolation price because his very first promo back, he said he was going for that WWE championship. Right. Right. And if you believe the reports that that this belt has been signed off since before WrestleMania, mm-hmm. and you knew you were doing a brand split and you knew you were doing a draft, and you knew you were doing all this other stuff, and you knew Roman was going to take a break and not be there for a long time. (laughs) Again, why not have Cody win at WrestleMania 39, keep the WWE title, drop the Universal title, bring in this new title. You've got a brand split. Both feel important. Both feel new. Both feel good. And you're moving forward. I think... I get why they're keeping the belts on Roman, and I tell the story, all this other stuff, but there is so many compilation. There's so many complications, and there's so much. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? There's so much unnecessary barriers in the way that mm-hmm. WWE has set up for themselves. They
1: booked themselves into should, a corner. It should
0: have been a lot smoother.
1: Yeah, yeah, but gonna hit a thousand days. Probably not going to happen in our. At lifetime this point, again. let him hit ten thousand days. We got a
0: new title. Nobody really cares if anybody beats Roman at this point, especially if they put the if they put the world title or world heavyweight championship on Cody. Take I think title on Roman th- forever. I
1: think that's the other side of this that not a lot of people are talking about. I mean, I haven't perused you know the dirt sheets, and I haven't perused the internet wrestling community to really find out. But how many people are actually talking about now the difficulty that they've again introduced? of keeping Roman's title important and making that feel as important as it
0: has right. for the last it, 900 days or whatever it is. Cuz in this moment it doesn't feel as important. Right. Because there's a new title because nobody could be Roman.
1: Right. It's almost like that it's almost like Roman has the FTW championship now. You know, it it's his own gotcha. title. Nobody can take it away gotcha. from him.
0: Nobody can take it away from him. Nobody really wants to take it away from him.
1: (laughs) It'll be interesting, but again, it goes back to, it might not feel important now, but if Seth Rollins or Cody Rhodes beats Roman Reigns, the importance goes through the roof again.
0: And hopefully, (laughs) hopefully. It will. I I think, I think, I think story, I think the story needs to be really compelling. Sure, And I think That it's going to be a lot more difficult To tell this story a second time Than the first time Only. Because we've been here before and we've seen this before Only time so will tell So I think it's going to be very interesting I Listen I think there's a good chance that Cody could beat Roman at SummerSlam this year Instead of Wrestlemania 40 mm-hmm. But I think there's also a really good chance that Roman keeps the title Until Wrestlemania 40 Maybe even until Wrestlemania 41 like, I could, I there's a timeline where I could see that absolutely happening.
1: Yeah. Now, now we have, now we have crossed into that where who knows when this is going to end. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting. All right. Let's move on. Bad Bunny returning to the ring as he said on Monday Night Raw. He is no longer technically, I guess, the host of Backlash because he is competing in a street fight against Damian Priest. We've talked about you know, before, how he could be the best in-ring celebrity ever. I'm sort of taking Logan Paul out of this category because I think Logan Paul is a little bit, I think he's different than Bad Bunny. I think he's he's been in the ring before. He's already an athlete. I'm talking about celebrities and guys who aren't athletes, you know? Right. What does Bad Bunny have to do at Backlash? To solidify that he is the best celebrity in ring performer in the history of
0: the business, hit a Canadian destroyer through a table, and not break Damien Priest's leg. And not break Damien Priest's neck. I don't think, honestly, I don't think he has to do a lot. Like I, I think, honestly, what he did Monday night got me more excited for his appearance at Backlash than anything else so far. Mm. Um. Because he was swinging that kendo stick. Now, obviously, if you looked at it, it looked a lot more bendy than normal kendo sticks, and I think that sure. was for a, a reason. Sure. Um, but i you know, I'm excited for Priest versus Bad Bunny. Yep. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think they're going to do some crazy stuff. Um, and I, you know, I think I, all I think Bad Bunny has to do is just go out there and do what he did in the tag match. I think it, this is going to be more telling though, because he has to do it himself—not himself, but he. He can't tag in and out. Like right. it's all on him and Damian Priest. But those two dudes are friends in real life and I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a lot of fun and one that we're going to remember for a while.
1: I agree. I really do. Um I think you know, I remember just like it was yesterday, man, sitting there watching WrestleMania 37 and just jaw on the floor like what is this guy doing? Um mm-hmm. and he's just He's so good. And like you said, you put him in there with with a friend and they're going to beat the snot out of each other and it's going to be fine. I think, yeah, I'm with you. I don't think he has to do much of anything. Like, just go out there, don't screw up, don't hurt Priest, don't do anything too crazy, and go home, be happy, and and we'll be done. Plus, the Puerto Rican crowd is going to be off the charts, man. This is going to be uh-huh. this is going to be Elimination Chamber Montreal level, if not yeah. more.
0: If not yeah. more. Especially when Ray gets involved. Because Ray's going to get involved at some point yep. in this whole thing. Because Dominic's going to get involved. When Ray's music hits and they go out there, it's going to it's going to blow the roof if there is a roof on the place. I don't know where they're at. There um, I think there is a roof. I think. Is there? I well, they're they're gonna the place is gonna go absolutely nuts when yeah. both of those two guys are in the ring together. Yeah, it it is going to be wild
1: for sure. Because and
0: I think there's still a chance that this could end up being a tag match. Oh, you think that it might turn into one a tag street fight? Hmm. Yeah, I mean we I do could, it. I, I could see it. I don't think it. I don't. I mean, I'm fine with it either way. But I could see it turning into a a street fight tag match.
1: Well, we've got we've got three more shows. Before then. So, I think it's very possible. All right. Let's move on to a big question in AEW. Last week, we talked about the Four Pillars Tournament, how I didn't like the tournament concept. Well, it seems very clear that Andy was right. We are headed to the Fatal 4-Way with the Four Pillars at Double or Nothing for the AEW Championship. Of course, I'm talking about MJF, Jungle Boy, Darby Allen and Sammy Guevara. I know that MJF had the little brief run with Ricky Stark, Sam. I'm, I'm not really counting that because that right really didn't do anything for me. Is this feud with the other pillars? Is this the right first feud for MJF as champion? or do you think we should have had somebody with some big star power and let MJF beat him and then do this? Uh, no, really, no, no. Listen, no, 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 Scratch that. Danielson, he had Danielson. Yeah. That's right.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think Danielson was a good start. I think this is a good second feud for him though, um, with with the pillars because if you are going to have a big fatal four way match for that for that AEW World Championship, you want it to be with these four yep. guys because maybe the build up's not going to be necessarily the greatest because I love Jungle Boy, but the dude needs more charisma some way <laughs> somehow. Yeah. Um, but when that bell rings, this match is going to be ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it is. Sammy Guevara is busting a 630 thirty cent uh, top rope senton through a table on a dynamite. This, this, <laughs> the four-way is going to be absolutely crazy. Um, and, I, you know, I really enjoy the story right now with MJF and Sammy and that friendship, their relationship. But you can absolutely tell MJF is using Sammy – Especially when oh when he, <laughs> when, he when he Yeah
1: when he jumped into the car at the and end. And he was
0: like Sam so was like, Can I go with you? He's like, there's no room and they zoom they literally zoom into the car and there's nobody in there. That was amazing. Stuff yep. like that is great. MJF on commentary during Guevara and Darby Allen was just MJF at his best. Yep. I think this is a great feud for them going into double or nothing <clears throat> because I'm pretty sure at some point very soon. Whenever he comes back, we are getting MJF and CM Punk again for that title. Mm.
1: We'll see. I don't know. Kind of hope not, but we'll see. Oh, why not? I'm just, I'm just over Punk and MJF. I just, I'm, I'm just over it. I don't. One of
0: the best feuds last year. I know they did the year before going into last year. I know,
1: I know, and I acknowledge that, but I just uh, I'm just kind of over it at this point. All right.
0: A while since they revisited, though.
1: Yeah. Well, if if the brawl hadn't happened, then you know maybe we wouldn't have that issue. Um, (laughs) just saying. All right. Before we wrap up, couple more things to get who get to here. Uh, some quick hitters from around WWE and AEW. Uh, before we get to WWE and AEW, let's hit the ones that are outside first. Um, big debut coming this week. Again, not sure when you're listening to this. It's probably already happened. It got leaked a little early. Maybe that was on purpose. Maybe it was not. Naomi, or formerly known as Naomi, now known as Trinity Fatu, to impact wrestling. Didn't really see this one coming, Andy.
0: I didn't either, but I think it's a good spot for her. I think she'll do really, really well there. Um, you know, with the likes of Jordan Grace and uh, Mickey James and a couple others that are there, I think she'll do really, really well there. So I would rather her there, I think, than Japan. So I think I think it fits her style very well. Oh, yeah, she definitely doesn't belong
1: in Japan. I definitely agree with that. Speaking of Japan and her cohort in crime, the former Sasha Banks, now known as mercedes Monet lost the IWGP Women's Championship already. Andy, I'm quite shocked by this.
0: I am. Especially with Forbidden
1: Door coming up.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's part of the reason why I don't think she wants to go to AEW. I think she wants to stay away from big, big, big promotions mm. and wants to keep keep going through these this indie tour thing that she's doing. Because she's not done with New Japan or with Stardom. So I think she's going to stay there for a while. Um, and then make her way to a big promotion once she kind of has gone through the Japan circuit, right? Back to
1: WWE by WrestleMania forty. Who see? Who knows? We'll see. Maybe, maybe. Um, on a sad note, again outside WWE, um, thoughts and prayers are with Tommy Dreamer and his family this week. His mother passed away this week. I know Dreamer announced. I think it was at Rebellion uh, that he was going to yeah. step step away from wrestling for a little while. <clears throat> Uh, to take care of his mother. Uh, So she has passed this week. So thoughts and prayers are with the,
0: um, what's his nickname? I don't even remember. Tommy Dreamer. The innovator of violence. That's it. Thank you. Look at me. I'm not even, I wasn't even around for ECW. I knew that. (laughs) Thank you. Appreciate that. Thanks for picking me up on that. All right. uh, Yes. uh, Sad day today as well as Jerry Springer passed away. Yes. Very sad. 79. So I saw that I saw a clip of Razor Ramon showing up or Scott Hall showing up on the Springer show talking to those two kids. And that was that was a I've never seen that clip before. And I was like, man, it's so sad that we lost Scott Hall. And Uh now we lost Jerry Springer, who, you know, love or hate a show. His stint as the. Uh special guest general manager on raw was one of the most chaotic things I've ever seen in my life. And I still don't know to this day, whether I really loved it or hated it or both. (laughs) Right.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. I know. Uh, yeah. So thoughts and prayers with dreamer thoughts and prayers with Jerry Springer's family. All right, let's move back to WWE and AEW. Let's get through these. I'm going to steal... You mentioned Sam Roberts earlier. I'm going to mention Sam Roberts now. He brought up a really great point about Karrion Cross's promo from SmackDown last week. Man, if they really take the direction that Sam mentioned, which being that guys are not the same after they face Karrion Cross, if they really run with that and do something with it now that he's going to face Shinsuke, it could turn into something.
0: Yeah, and I think... Because I think I I listened to the episode too. We talked about that. And you said that was kind of the MO of the fiend for a while was after you wrestled the fiend, you weren't really the same person. I think that's a great thing for carrying cross as well. Um, But I think he needs, I think the most important thing for him is he needs to start getting some wins. Yes. And some of these feuds that he's in to make himself feel bigger, which is kind of the, the one problem I have with him going into a feud trader with, with Shinsuke if like both of them need to win a feud.
1: <laughs> right, that's true.
0: Yeah. And you can't have both win when they're feuding against each other. So right. I'm thinking maybe it's a one-off match and then they're they're drafted to separate brands or or whatever the case is. But um I like the concept of, and the idea. They just he needs to start winning some as well. I agree. Yep, definitely agree.
1: Excuse me. All right. Um I'm really glad, man. Uh, and I've been vocal about this on the podcast before. Uh, for those of you who listen to the PBWF, you know that I'm a fan. Uh, but I'm glad that Chelsea Green is getting featured quite a bit in WWE yeah. um, in this run, getting a tag title shot and all that kind of stuff, regardless of how you feel about the tag team titles. But yeah. what stinks about this run with Chelsea is that it, it was supposed to be with Carmella, and Carmella got yeah. hurt. So would have been yeah. really cool to have Carmella in this spot, but... Chelsea Green, uh, trying to get the mileage out of her before she gets hurt again.
0: Yeah, I. Uh, so going back to Sam Roberts, I like his idea as well of her not getting drafted at all. Yes, and then just going and speaking to the manager every week. I think that's that's a great shot. Listen, it's a character that should not work if it's with certain like if and it, it, nobody could have this character and it worked. I think Chelsea Green might be the only person that could actually have this character I think it work to the level. Maybe Eva Marie. I think but that's a stretch. Eva Marie's a stretch because she's not good in the
1: ring. Very I think true. Alexa could pull it off.
0: Yeah, but I feel like she... The thing with Chelsea is she's not been established in WWE. That's
1: true. Well, yeah, that's a good point.
0: I think with Alexa, she's been established. So if she went that way, it wouldn't work as well as somebody new coming in. Like Chelsea Green and it working, like especially if you know her past in the indie scene with Matt Cardona, it's not really that much of a change of character. Right. That's point. <laughs> from who she was on the independent scene.
1: That is very true. All right, we teased this earlier: the backstage segment with Solo Sikoa and the Usos on Monday Night Raw, with Jay Uso questioning and talking to Sami Zayn and. Kevin Owens getting mad at Sammy for talking to Jay and Jimmy getting mad at Jay for talking to Sammy and will they, won't they? I know you might be getting tired of it, but man, I like it. Like, I think it's really cool. Like, I don't know, man. I think, I think it's interesting.
0: I think it was interesting, but it's, if it's the same thing we're doing every week, we've got to, we've got to do something different at this point. Yeah, I mean, we're getting the Sammy is literally cutting the same promo to Jay backstage every single week, and Jay is literally cutting the same promo back to Sammy every single week. We need we need developments in this story quickly. Well, I don't think we're going to get it until Roman's coming back, which uh, is who knows when. Might be tonight on Friday Night
1: SmackDown. We'll see what happens with the tag team title match. Um,
0: Maybe
1: we shall see. I know Roman has been advertised for that, but that doesn't mean he can't show up. All That's right. True. Speaking of Roman Reigns, his WrestleMania foe we talked about earlier, Cody Rhodes and Finn Bálor, man, what a match on Monday Night Raw. Listen. I don't know what's going to happen with this draft. I don't know what's going to happen with this World Heavyweight Championship. But I need a Cody Rhodes and Finn Bálor long-term feud
0: like now. Like yeah, I, I need this bad. I think that I think that would be really interesting. I don't think they're going to be on the same brand um yeah, I honestly i think i think cody's going to smackdown and finn's going to stay on raw and we're going to the finals for that world heavyweight championship is going to come down once again to finn Balor versus seth rollins bringing a full circle yeah uh, but this time the fans have already seen the belt so they're not going to boo it in the middle of the match and it's saudi arabia so they're not going to boo it anyway um but i think that i think I think Cody and, and Finn would have a really, really good feud, especially with the history of the Bullet Club stuff and everything else. Um, I think that would be really, really interesting. I do too. All right.
1: AEW, uh, we talked about, or the big you know big conversation over the last couple of weeks has been about all-in. Will they, won't they sell the place out? We both said that, you know, 35, 40, 45 would be fantastic. Well, Andy... Seating charts have been released this week, and the whole thing is wide open. Yep. Now we know. Which means
0: that they've got really good expectations for this. Now
1: we know that, like, if they don't sell some stuff, they can move people around and close stuff off later. You know, blah blah, blah, whatever. But man, it's wide open right now,
0: and I think they're. I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna fill every single seat. No, I don't either. But I think they're gonna get three fourths, if not eighty percent filled. Like I think I think it's going to be a ridiculous number that we never thought they would get at this point.
1: I really think
0: especially I'll, without a match being even announced on the card. <laughs> it's I, ridiculous at this point.
1: I really think they're gonna hit seventy.
0: I do too. I think I they're like, listen, I they think they're hit hitting 50, seventy. If they hit 50, it's still a massive success. That's not a failure by any stretch of the imagination. Nope. But if they hit 70, it's, I mean, it, it kind of shows that they're in a better place than a lot of people think they are.
1: Agreed. Yep. Totally agreed. You know who else is in a better place than they were before?
0: Roderick Strong. Absolutely. Finally,
1: finally in AEW where he belongs. It's about dang time.
0: This was the first shock debut or return since then, a long, since probably since Malachi Black. Did
1: anybody debut after like Malachi?
0: A WWE defect going to AEW because we didn't even know if Roddy was released or not.
1: Did Malachi no Adam Cole and Brian Danielson showed up after Malachi?
0: Yeah. But yeah, like. But we at least knew they were interested in AEW and their true. contract was up. Roddy was just. Man, okay Black, we thought it was a 90 day no compete. It was only 30, and he showed up on the 30th day and blew everybody's mind. Roddy, we didn't know what was going on. Yep.
1: Yeah, for but sure.
0: I, I love that he's back with Adam Cole. Uh, you know, obviously, they're not going to go get Bobby Fish anytime soon, which is perfectly fine by me. They could. This is a great way to do the Undisputed Elite versus the Elite at some point. I think that's. It's gonna. That's gonna be amazing when just that depend, absolute, when that actually happens. Just
1: depends on if Kyler Riley can get back.
0: Yep. We'll and see. I love the fact. I love the fact that Tony got the end of heartache for his song. Yep, that was very cool. I, that is that is absolutely amazing. Yep. when that music hit and the it kind of looked like for a second it looked like Sean Ross Sapp because right. it had the SRS. So I was like, what is. And then all, you see Roderick Strong, and that place Went nuts. Lit up when that name popped up. Yep, it
1: was very cool. It was very very cool. Um, you know what else was very very cool? Jeff Jarrett getting a singles win over Dax Harwood on AEW oh. Dynamite, bro. It was so good.
0: That's something. No, oh, it was so good. Come on, Jeff Jarrett, man. It was He's great. something.
1: PBWF Revolution brand MVP of season 1 bro Jeff Jarrett go I don't know if I go that
0: far if he's the MVP he is the he was the he was the shock of the year <laughs> that's true
1: um but listen man in all seriousness like I'm I'm poking fun because I know how much you love FTR and I just love putting Jeff Jarrett over but like in all seriousness such an old school finish to that match yeah. Jeff Jarrett in AEW continues to show that old school things still work. Like, they get good heat, and it's believable, and it works. You know, I just thought it was really cool.
0: I think it all depends on who does it, but as an old school guy as Jeff Jarrett is, with someone who loves old school wrestling as much as Dax does, that's true. you couldn't have done it any other way. Like, That's it was the perfect finish for that match. That's true. Uh, we had a tease. seems like we
1: have this tease every single week that Tony Khan's making a big announcement. Um, I'll,
0: you know, Eventually, they're not going to I think be- this time they just said we'll hear from Tony Khan. I don't uh, think it said announcement. Whatever.
1: Anyway, we heard from Tony Khan the Owen Hart Cup is back. Will be decided and finished up in Canada this summer. Um, cool to have that back. Especially cool, yeah. we just mentioned Jeff Jarrett. Really cool to have him in the company for it this year. So, um, it, it's a cool thing, especially ending up in Canada.
0: Do you think Christian wins it?
1: Um, no.
0: Who do you think wins it?
1: Oh, man, that's tough. Adam Cole won it last year.
0: I, I bet Kenny wins it.
1: Could be I Kenny. Think there's a good
0: chance Kenny win, wins it.
1: You know who I think might need it after what's going to happen at Double or Nothing? I think Jungle Boy might need it. I could see him winning the whole thing. Maybe Darby. I
0: could too. Yeah. I think you need a baby face to win it. You do. Yeah, you definitely do. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like Canadian wrestlers in AEW. Because obviously Kenny's from from North Carolina, but he claims Canada.
1: (laughs) Kenny, Jericho, Christian, I think Jericho could win it, too. Yeah. Just depends on kind of where he's at. Like we said, we need, kind of need a baby yeah. face to win. So, it just depends on where he's at and who he's facing. Like, Jericho can instantly be more tween or lean towards baby face depending on who he's facing. So, it yeah. just depends. Um, one more thing with AEW. Bro, Wardlow had a squash match on Dynamite. But shout out to the man that he squashed. Uh-huh. CCW World Heavyweight Champion Ariel Levy made a uh-huh. dynamite appearance. Got squashed by Wardlow, but hey man, he was there. That was really cool. Uh to see to Couldn't see. that's for a
0: better place to be. Hey,
1: you got that Been right.
0: Getting dropped by Wardlow.
1: All right. We got a few minutes left here. Thanks for hanging out with us. We got one more cool segment to get to. I saw this online. Uh, earlier today, and I thought this one might be cool to rapid-fire answer these questions. It's like seven questions about different wrestlers. So Andy Andy does not know what these questions are, so this is a lot of fun. Um, Let's just see. First question. The wrestler that made you fall in love with wrestling.
0: So I think I've said this before. On the podcast, but the wrestler that made me fall in love with wrestling was probably CM Punk. Mm, interesting. Punk Punk made me fall fall in love with wrestling. Mine is Sting. Yeah.
1: Like I like Ric Flair, but Sting is Sting. S- yeah. Sting Sting is the one that made me actually fall in love with wrestling. Yeah. Who is your newest? favorite wrestler. Now that doesn't necessarily mean somebody that is like brand new right now. Right. But who like you've latched on to most recently that you would claim is one of your favorites.
0: Um, probably within like the last six years, six to seven years, something like that. I would yeah. probably say Seth, I would probably say Seth has probably become my new favorite. Um, but if we're talking about like, I'll, I'll give two, if I'll give like my general one, Seth Rollins, but if we're talking about like recent, recent, Man, Takeshita is mm. one of my favorite wrestlers right now. Very cool. Um, I would
1: say a, a very general one. The last the last two, I guess, that I can remember really latching on to is Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano. Because uh, yeah. I wasn't exposed to them until they got to NXT. And they both got to NXT in like 2017. Something like that, I think.
0: Drew was champ when Cole came in,
1: right? And then Drew came to the main roster after WrestleMania 34, which was in 2018.
0: I think it was seven. I think it was 17. Yeah, so 2018 is when, or 19 is when NXT invaded, right? During Survivor Series, I think it was 17.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, those those two guys for sure. And then if I'm thinking of a current favorite man, like. I don't know. I mean, you would probably say this one too. There's something about that LA Knight fella that is
0: just—he's <laughs> so charismatic. That just
1: get, just gets you excited about wrestling, man. He you just does. like he that dude could. People talk about Shawn Michaels wrestling a broomstick. LA Knight could cut a promo against a broomstick, and it would just be incredible.
0: To the point where people were mad when like. Pat McAfee and Shane McMahon showed up on WrestleMania because it was not LA night. Like he is, just, he is at a he's at that cusp where if he gets the right push, he's going to be yep. what start. he says he is yeah, make a megastar.
1: That's right. The wrestler you go crazy for every time you see them. Now that could be see them in person. that could be just see them in general. I'll let you interpret that one.
0: Oh man. The person, the wrestler, I go crazy for when I see them.
1: I'll go ahead and tell you mine. What do you think? Mine is Seth Rollins. Okay. Mine Seth Rollins. Yeah, I just Seth know that every every time that dude is on my screen, I'm going to be entertained, whether it's on the mic or in the ring. Like, I Seth Rollins is that guy for me.
0: You know, this may be recency bias. But it was kind of this way when when he was on the independent scene, and we got to, I got to see him a couple of times. It might be Cody Rhodes, man. Mm. Okay, like he's the one I nearly passed out at at WrestleMania. That's true. But even like the even the NWA show, like yeah. I popped from there. I saw him in Ring of Honor where he wrestled. Uh, Bully? Did he wrestle Bully that night? I don't remember who he wrestled that night, um, but he wrestled somebody, and I popped for it too. So I think I think it's probably Cody. Okay.
1: Who is your comfort wrestler? So I took that as, hey, I just want to go watch a match. Uh, who is probably the first person you're going to turn on? Or when you know that this guy's coming on, oh, okay, this I'm going to be entertained by this. Who's your comfort wrestler?
0: Comfort wrestler. Man, it's hard to not say Seth for this one, too. i mm. will um, probably say AJ. That was mine. Yep, I think i will probably say AJ.
1: Yep, AJ Styles is my comfort wrestler as well.
0: All right. Uh, well, no, I'll take that back. I'll say Kenny. Since you'll say AJ, I'll say okay. Kenny Omega. I okay. think because anytime Kenny wrestles, I know I'm in for something stupid and amazing and special right. to happen at some point.
1: Who is the wrestler you miss the most? It doesn't have to be dead, so let, we don't have to go morbid that far. <laughs> Although the I'm going to go dead, I'm going to go dead and morbid and I'm going to say the undertaker. Yeah. That's who
0: I miss the most. Honestly, I'll probably say Triple H. Oh, that's so good. Oh, that's so good. And like I think there's <sighs> this is going to be really weird for me to say this and this, this is going to cause a tangent. This is for another podcast at some point. <laughs> okay. Triple H is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. And, like, I'm a Triple H apologist. I will I will go to my deathbed saying Triple H deserves his flowers. Mm. I think there is an argument for him to be known as one of the most maybe overrated wrestlers of all time as well in yeah. certain aspects. Yeah. Okay. But I miss watching Triple H wrestle. Sure.
1: Yep. I, I, he's right up there with the Undertaker for me for sure. Speaking of what you just said, Triple H might be your answer for this. Uh, But, no, I know what your answer is. Never mind. Who is the one wrestler you would protect with your life?
0: Ooh. The one wrestler I would protect with my life. This one was easy for me. In, like, a booking sense? Like...
1: I think it could be whatever you want to interpret it as. So, like, like you just said, you would, like, fight to the ends of the earth for, like... Mm -hmm. You would protect in a booking sense. You could almost take it as like somebody's trying to legit kill this guy and you want to make sure that he is protected. Um, Mine was easy. Shawn Michaels.
0: Yeah.
1: I'll go to the ends of the earth, no matter what the conversation is or anything. Shawn Michaels.
0: I'll probably go see him, Punk. Oh, like I, really? I, okay. think, I think his body of work and everything – especially in the era I grew up watching wrestling and fell in love with wrestling Yep. to the point where like, yeah, brawl out happened, but I was really sad because he, he was no longer on TV. So I think I, I would probably say punk.
1: I do you assume. Think say Bray? Yes. I would assume do <laughs> Yep, That was my, that was my thought. Last question. The wrestler you are rooting for the most wrestler I'm rooting for the most. Mine is Cody Rhodes. And I'm not necessarily rooting for Cody Rhodes to go win that world title, you know, but right. like I want to see this guy legit finish the story.
0: The one that I'm more like upset when they lose, so I'm probably rooting for them the most. in like a winning aspect is probably Seth. Mm, I can see that like i i want seth to win every single even the cody matches it yeah. hurt me to see seth lose the cody sure. so like i i want I'd, I'd probably say seth i get you okay
1: all right, this has been a little bit of a long episode. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. We appreciate it very much. Hope you have been entertained. Give us your feedback at PBW Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Andy is at Andy, Andy underscore PBWP. It's late, ladies and gentlemen. I can't talk. I am at it Chris Belcher24. Make sure you're following us. Make sure that you are subscribed to wherever you find your podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the Body Sim, Donate YouTube channel. Check out SportsWire Radio, your one-stop shop for everything you need sports-related. And go check out WrestleBuddy. Fantastic resource. While you're at it, go check out the PBWF, our other podcast, the fantasy booking show that we do each and every week. It's available wherever you find your podcast on a separate feed. So go search out PBWF, and uh, you will not be disappointed. I promise. Andy, next week we preview WWE Backlash. Are we really there, man? I mean, wow! Another pay per view.
0: Here it is. That's quick. And if we're doing brand split now, are we gonna. I, the rumor is that we might be getting two pay per views a month again.
1: I, <laughs> I interpreted as not- I didn't. I, I didn't necessarily interpret it as two pay per views a month. I interpreted as. Each month they'll alternate. I'm hoping so. So because that's I what hope. they did. That's what they did the last time they did brand split pay per views. I think is it like one month would be Raw, the next month will be SmackDown, the next month will be Raw, the next will be SmackDown.
0: Well, like 2016, 2017, it was every two weeks. There was right.
1: Winning. That's true. They did that too. They did that as and well.
0: That was that was a tiring. <laughs> Yep. A couple months that they did that. So I'm, I'm hoping that I hope you I'm hoping you're right that they do one on, one off, and then the big shows. Right. We'll be together. Time it out to where there's like a month off in between your last pay-per-view and the big, and SummerSlam or The Rumble or WrestleMania. Right. Exactly. Yep.
1: I agree. But yeah, man, next pay-per-view is coming up. Next week we preview backlash. We'll break it down. Pro wrestling scorecards will be on it and can be fun, man. Anything else to add be before we sign off?
0: It's a fun week, and hopefully, you know, nothing nothing absolutely major happens.
1: <laughs> I'll tell you one thing ma- now and then I'll tell you one thing major that did not happen is again, as we're recording this on Thursday night, Will Levis did not get drafted in the
0: first round of the NFL draft. Any but listen, listen. I know I'm a Kentucky fan, I know I'm biased. <clears throat> But if anybody thinks that Anthony Richardson is better than Will Levis, <laughs> you are delusional. You're hoping he's Cam Newton, and I promise you he's not Cam Newton. He's not. I have seen that man play in, real, in person, and he is not that good. I understand Will's not that great either, but Will's got a lot more potential than Richardson does. So, But guess what, Andy?
1: As a Titans fan, I'm so happy the Colts drafted oh, Anthony so Richardson. Happy. I'm so I'm, happy
0: they picked I'm him up. I'm
1: probably going to hate it. For this upcoming year. But after this year, once we get him figured out, psh, nope. Over well, with.
0: I think the Titans are going to have a rough year this year.
1: Oh, yeah. It's going to be bad. It's
0: yeah. going to be, I, I think we may finish last in the division, maybe third.
1: Yeah, because Jacksonville is going to be good. Houston will be okay. Indy will be okay and will be okay. So it's going to be a battle yeah. of the okays to fall yeah. behind Jacksonville. Yep. Yeah. Pretty much. All right. For all your sports talk, again, go check out Sportswire Radio. We need to get some uh we need to get some our uh, some of our flavor onto sports wire radio. They talk a whole yeah, lot yeah, of
0: college sports on there. a
1: lot of baseball and New York Giants and New York Jets and all that. We need to get some southern flavor going on there.
0: Maybe, we do. Maybe we need to work. SEC on that. Yeah, we can
1: talk about some SEC stuff. That's right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for hanging out with us again. Apologize this was a little bit longer than usual. It was a busy week. We had to get to all of the things. Appreciate you hanging out with us. Follow us on social media at PBW Podcast. For Mr. Andy York, my name is Chris Belcher. This has been Pie Bomb Wrestling Podcast. We will catch you guys down the road.